Hi friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. Hi friends, welcome back to season two, episode one of Shattered Ceilings Podcast. We are so excited to have you guys back. We are missed back. you. Yeah, we're back. It was a very short summer. <laughs> I, I feel like two months flew by and it I'm did. like, what did I even do? <laughs> well, I also feel bad. The kids are back in school and it's still like 110 yeah. degrees. It's and still, I'm like, yeah, it still feels like summer. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do anything this summer. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else can relate. It was kind of new for us. Usually, we try to travel in the summer. It was good. We spent time with the kids. You guys went up north a few. Like a few times. Once. Literally two days. (laughs) It was okay. It was mainly just, I feel like, keeping the kids busy. Yeah. That was literally my life this summer. (laughs) Oh. Well, I feel like this summer, we went to Florida for like a week. We did a few up north trips. Oh, that's nice. But last summer, I didn't realize how lucky we were gone for two months in Europe. So I feel like we missed the heat. Yeah. Not missed it. Like mm-hmm. we just, yeah, obviously weren't here for it. So this summer I was like, is it always this hot? And then everyone's like, well, you're also pregnant. And I'm yeah. like, I'm over it. Yeah. I, I want like fall feels I and agree. sweaters <laughs> and sweats. And, I agree. I'm opening yeah. my AC lower because <laughs> I want to feel like it's fall. Um, so we're in a new space. If you guys are watching on video, obviously this is a new setting. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually were recording at Adriana's house, but the, it's going to be baby boys nursery. Yeah. So we are sweet. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like, I know it's how, how many more weeks until you're due? <sighs> Not a few. I'm due ne- end of next month. So okay. We'll next see. month sounds so quick when you say it like it that. It is. It is quick. <laughs> That's so crazy. Oh my gosh. I know. So we are in a new place. This is um, my husband's showroom. We have a couple things we want to change, but we're going to be here for the rest of the season. So today we're actually going to talk about something really interesting. Do you want to introduce it, Adriana? Yes. The title of today's episode is Enmeshment in Immigrant Families. I'm excited to talk about this because I remember when I was in therapy, my therapist brought up like, oh, like, so your family, like they deal with enmeshment. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what is that? And she described it to me and I was like, yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is our family deals with it. I think a lot of immigrant families deal with it. Yes. Um, I know we're going to talk about it later, but there's obviously a different like it can become toxic and extreme. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to really kind of hit the nail on the head for a lot of the viewers, especially growing up in immigrant families. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is a label (laughs) that you can put over a lot of immigrant families is just the word enmeshment. So we're going to kind of dive into it, talk about personal examples. Um, Enmeshment to me is kind of like intricate patterns in a carpet that you can't really separate from each other. Um, And it's basically when like family roles and boundaries become so intertwined that it can be really hard to like distinguish where one person ends and another person in the family begins it's so like it's, a group mindset rather yes. than people being individual coming together 100 percent, yeah yeah i remember explaining that to my therapist and she was explaining like yeah it's like everyone's the same everyone has to do the same thing and mm-hmm. if you are individual and you want to do your own thing then you're the black sheep and i'm like yes 100%. i'm the black sheep yeah and it's yeah. i really wasn't the black sheep i just was that person where i was like no i like especially god gives you your own personality Mm -hmm. your own desires and it's nothing's wrong with 
being close with the family, but also mm-hmm. doing your own thing. Yeah. And I think that's where I had the issue where I felt like I was doing something wrong because I wanted something different. Mm-hmm. And I think the main word in this topic and in this episode is going to be like being your own individual. Mm-hmm. Some people, they just have these personalities where they like to push back more. I know my daughter's like that <laughs> for sure. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So um, just for those people that felt like that growing up, I think we all at one time or another another felt like that Mm -hmm. in immigrant families. Especially when you're a teenager, you're trying to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I dealt with was creating, or not even creating my identity, like figuring out my identity. Mm -hmm. And it was hard growing up, not only in a religious setting, but also in that culture setting where, like, we are Romanian. This is how we are. This is, like, the path to life. And also not, like, a no bigger questions. family, right? Bigger family. Like, you have that label. Oh, you're from the big family. Like, yeah. And there's 14 of us. But yeah. I'm telling you, we have the same parents. And we're all so different. Mm-hmm. I literally look at my family and I'm like, it's so cool that we're all so different. But mm-hmm. that just shows you can't treat every kid the same. Mm-hmm. And you can't treat every, like, person in a culture the same. Like, mm-hmm. we're all so different. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I also think that a lot of times cultural values play like a huge role. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about a lot about how um, immigrant families tend to hold on to their heritage really tightly. We've talked about this before, how our parents came here, were first gen born here, and they didn't want to kind of lose their culture or who they were. So they clung really tightly to that and kind of put us in this box. They definitely sheltered us. Yes. And I know they meant well and they had good intentions Mm -hmm. because they wanted to, like, preserve that culture. Mm -hmm. But we also were the ones being sent to school and being in the American society where, Mm -hmm. again, we talked about it earlier, we, like, felt like outcasts. I didn't feel like we belonged. Yeah, and I think that's where enmeshment is just kind of the extreme version of that. Um, and it, it kind of just leads to this super intense bond in a family that can make it really difficult for family members to explore their individual identities, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I know some people may think that this is an exaggeration, that we're talking <laughs> about this, like, oh, like you're trying to find yourself. It's not about that. It's literally, and we'll go into it psychologically, about how each child needs to go through a process of individualization Mm -hmm. where they figure out who they are. And eventually, especially into adulthood, you kind of have to break away a little bit from what everybody else is. And I know that's, at least for maybe older people listening, you don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Because I know when I was younger, the Bible does say, like, train up your child. But, I mean, obviously, I'm going to like have a kid soon and i'm so excited it's a gift from god Mm -hmm. but ultimately our kids aren't ours Mm -hmm. you know it's like we do our best and when they become adults as sad as it's gonna be Mm -hmm. i didn't even think about that they're gods and it's like you just have to trust that you did the best job Mm -hmm. and like you have to let go so i think that's where it becomes toxic and where parents manipulate kids and they Mm -hmm. isolate them and they just Again, they don't know who they are. And I dealt with that. Like, what's mm-hmm. my identity? Who am I? And mm-hmm. that sucks dealing with all of that as a teenager, let yeah. alone the normal things teenagers 100%. deal with. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, the term enmeshment can describe family relationships. A lot of times that lack boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, for example, parents can be, can be overly or inappropriately reliant on their children for support. This can look like if your parents didn't have a good relationship with their spouse a lot of times they come to you as the child and use you as like their emotional support and that's like a very heavy burden to carry as a child and it's not 
that's not good and it should not happen developmentally it's very toxic that's not your burden to carry it as yes. a child yeah. or even as like a young adult in home i think we can be there for our parents but there should be a line mm-hmm. and i think that's when you can tell your parent well i don't think you can just tell your parents to go to therapy yeah but i think it's healthy that's when you kind of realize too at least with immigrants i think marriages are so interesting like mm-hmm. when you start observing like older marriages mm-hmm. where it's like yes they're closer with each other 24 7 but are they not emotionally close where they can rely on each other and mm-hmm. i've seen that too where the parent relies on a kid and just therapy sessions venting mm-hmm. like thank you so much for being there for me and it's mm-hmm. it's not healthy yeah i think in the moment it's like wow i'm so happy my parents that are close so close yeah but then you realize that's really not a healthy relationship to have. That's yeah. like, and yeah. another thing is you make it as the parent harder on yourself because you're prolonging that time of detachment that needs to take place. So mm-hmm. for example, for me being my mother's only child she, and I'm a girl. So she was very like open with me about certain things. And then when I got married, it was like so hard for her to understand. And I've talked about this with her before. You can't just come over whenever you want. Like, you can't. <laughs> it's not just my house. Now you can't just call 50 times a day. Cause now I have a life. Like mm-hmm. I have a job, I have kids. And if I don't pick up, she gets upset. And for her, that was like difficult. And until i had to sit down and we've talked about boundaries before and be Mm -hmm. like mom i love you but i'm an adult now you You need to respect yes you please need to respect my boundaries i want to continue to have a relationship with you but a better relationship Mm -hmm. not one that's codependent because enmeshment and we'll talk about that a lot can lead to codependency yeah and i wanted to kind of talk about the whole like parent and kid when you get married thankfully my parents, I don't know if it's because a lot of us and they were just prepared to mm-hmm. <laughs> lose us all, mm-hmm. but we have a good boundary set in place. Um, I know my dad is very overprotective and he cares and he will always ask questions. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny to see how all the other siblings answer the questions. Like, and I think my dad is just more curious to see like what we'll say. I mm-hmm. he was just talking about something and James is a very private person in general. So, like, mm-hmm. when someone asks him, th- you know, James, he'll yeah. just be very vague or not yeah. answer. So, my dad yeah. asked us something, and I kind of looked at James, and James just looked like, I'm not answering. And I looked at my dad, and I was like, honestly, that's kind of like a personal question. And, like, I I don't really have to give you an answer. It mm-hmm. felt awkward saying that because mm-hmm. all my other siblings were answering. Mm-hmm. And then after my dad left, my sibling was like, I don't know why I told our dad that like <laughs> it wasn't like super personal, but I feel like they I realized like you don't, especially when you're married, you don't owe your parents to tell them everything again. Mm-hmm. Like it's you're right. married. It's like between it's you, you and your husband. husband. Yes. So it was just funny. And she was like, why did I tell my dad everything? And I was like, I don't know. You just like, we're talking about it. She's like, it's just weird. I, I'm not used <laughs> to just saying like, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, kind of healthy especially if your spouse is like mm-hmm. not Don't. wanting you to share it too yeah. so i the thought first, that was funny yeah that i agree with you because the first couple times it does feel uncomfortable yeah but then it's kind of like a freedom that you have in the relationship out of okay i'm the youngest of five sisters mm-hmm. and i was with my parents the longest in the home so i have like a different relationship with my dad where I feel open to tell him things like mm-hmm. when he's prying too much or I'm very open and honest with him. And I'm like, dad, I love you. But I report to my husband biblically yeah. and it has 
there hasn't been one single time where he's been upset. Yeah, and it's this like is, they understand, yeah. but I think all parents just want to know yeah. or ask questions. Yeah. And so I think that for us, it's like we get scared, like, don't go there, don't say that, you don't want to ruin, ruin the relationship. But a lot of times it's led to more freedom because I feel like, okay, I can have an honest relationship with you, dad. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not something that's just surface level that, you know, I just answer your questions or whatever. It's something that's deeper than that. So a lot of times that can actually lead to a better relationship. Yeah, another thing, once I got married, um, obviously big family, we always have so many events. Mm -hmm. And if it's not an event, it's just like, oh, family dinner and family Mm -hmm. this. And once I got married, obviously everyone likes their own freedom Mm -hmm. (laughs) a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even physically, we (laughs) moved further away. It's like 25 minutes away from my parents' house in the beginning just to Mm -hmm. physically make that distance of feeling like, okay, it's a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Like, you just kind of want to be your own uh, family. And I remembered if I didn't attend a family event in the beginning, they were just like, are you mad at us? Did we do something? (laughs) And I was like, no, like I love our family. I'll come to like as many events as we want to, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, do we have to type thing? Oh, that's so relatable. And if we didn't attend, they would be like, why didn't you come? This and this. And it's like, now it got much better. And even back then, I'm like, I don't know if my dad was just giving us a hard time and joking because he was a jokester, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure deep down, he was like, I just want everyone together. And I'm mm-hmm. like, listen, you have good intentions, mm-hmm. but like space. That's so relatable. Yeah. Even not going to the same church. Yeah. And James is like, I get your dad though. Imagine we have kids and what if like we're at church and our kids are at a different church and it's like, yeah. it is what it is though. Especially yeah. once they're married, that's their whole family. Yeah. Like you cannot force all yeah. your kids to do the same right. thing and i used to tell my parents like be happy that like we're close to god and we go to a church. To church yeah, yeah. And we have a close relationship with god and yeah so a lot of times kind of talking about the opposite in healthy families children are encouraged to become emotionally independent um in order to kind of separate in their adulthood pursue their own goals and become themselves and not become extensions of their parents so i think that we <laughs> might struggle with that a lot in immigrant communities i think so too and it's like how do we teach that to our kids because again it would be a new thing Mm -hmm. we're teaching the new generation yeah it's something that we we as a first gen have to do or if we want we should do differently with our kids Mm -hmm. um and then opposite to that in enmeshed families these kinds of healthy boundaries don't really exist um parents overshare personal information they might not respect privacy a lot of times like we talked about they can rely on their child for emotional support and they don't really allow their children to make their own decisions and mistakes that's a big one this is a big one and it's a big one for me yeah <laughs> like being a mom a lot of times now my son he's getting older and he's starting to do activities and stuff it's like you want to protect them from making the mistakes but then making the mistake and learning from it is what builds character that's how they grow yeah so that's that's a good reminder for me for sure <laughs> yeah and then a lot of times in enmeshed families you've talked about this how you kind of stood out if you express the need for boundaries um if you kind of express the need for respecting yourself or loving yourself it's looked at or thought of as disrespectful mm-hmm. that's for sure i think a big thing um in the immigrant communities is like this honor culture you have to honor your elders but enmeshment is taking that to an extreme where it's like okay i can't even support my child for me i feel like it's a little bit different with our generation because i look at it like okay 
my parents were like, you have to go to college. We've talked about this before. For me, I'm like, if you're following God's purpose and God's will for your life, I support you 100%. I'm happy for you. So um, I think that that's something that we can, we might deal with a lot in immigrant communities is just like, respect your elders. Don't talk back. Don't be, you know, different. Don't. It's also hard because parents want the best for their kids. But like you said, this is when it becomes too toxic and too, like, they really isolate you Mm -hmm. where you're not becoming your own person. And every human needs to develop that on, like, who they are, what they want in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we talked about this in different podcasts where people are growing up, they go to college, they did everything their parents wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then they get married and they ended up quitting their job and doing a whole different career path. And the Mm -hmm. parents are like what happened and it's like i was pleasing you this Mm -hmm. whole time and i realized i wasn't being true to myself yeah and so i feel like that's very hard for parents to see when you like push your kid in one direction Mm -hmm. you never really gave them like a chance to like explore what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. even small things i remember growing up like having hobbies Mm -hmm. i don't think i had hobbies because i didn't have the freedom to Mm -hmm. or if i like to do something my parents were just like why are you doing that and i was like i don't know i like it and they're like no, like, we're not <laughs> what? doing that. What, a leisurely activity? <laughs> yeah, which is so funny, because now my younger siblings are, like, in gymnastics and soccer and, like, painting and drawing, and I'm like, who would I have a been if I had those resources and, like, had that support, you Yeah, know? that's so true. So I feel like it's hard when they push this, like, agenda on you, mm-hmm. and then you become an adult and realize, like, not did I waste my whole life, but mm-hmm. it's, you never really had the chance to explore it. I think it's healthy for everyone to explore who they I agree. are. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Well, we're going to go through the signs if you have experience in measurement growing up. So, number one, we kind of talked about it already. Um, there's a lack of emotional and physical boundaries. So, I think yeah. that's the number one across that everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. Number two, you don't think about what's best for you and what you want. It's always about pleasing or taking care of others. AKA people pleasing, which we've talked about. Yeah. Um, That's also a big one of always wanting to make sure everyone else is happy. Yeah. And that's, if you start that cycle as a kid, as an adult, it's so hard to break. It is hard to break. I still catch myself sometimes Mm -hmm. where I'm like, why am I doing this? Right. Yeah. So the next one, um, you feel responsible for other people's happiness and well-being. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you dealt with that. I realized. Mm, Yeah, for sure. Especially being in a blended family, I was kind of always in the middle. So I was keeping everyone together. I felt like I had to like be the peacemaker and make everybody happy. Yeah, like someone's upset. It's because something you did. (laughs) Yes. And that's why I talk about like, I feel like when I got married was such a huge time of growth for me because I literally removed myself and I was like, okay, who am I? Like I have my own family now and we'll go into that a little bit later too. Um, the next one is you're guilted or shamed if you want less contact. Yes. You don't love me. You, like, why I came don't you here want- for you. <laughs> yeah. Which it's, uh, it's such a bittersweet thing because it's like, this is why I'm yeah. doing it because I love you and I want to be yes. close to you. And it's hard to ha- communicate that to your parents if they are not at a certain I feel like emotional, not emotional level, but if they don't understand things in mm-hmm. a certain way, it's very hard to communicate. Like, no, I am not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to better our relationship. Yes. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, your parents' self-worth seems to hinge on your success or accomplishments. We can all take that off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, your parents want to know everything about your life. Yes. This is, again, as parents, you do want to be there for your child. But I think when we say this, this is, like, on a toxic level mm-hmm. where it's, like... Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be yet with my kid, but mm-hmm. when I hear parents doing, like, the Life360 thing... Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know that app? Yeah, I know what you're saying. The location. Well, it's not... Loca- like, it's not only location. I think location... Speed limit. And- speed limit. What, like, yeah. all these... Not that it's an invade of, like, privacy, but it's, like... You don't trust your child? When you show that yeah. you don't trust your child, that's usually when they start being sneaky mm-hmm. and doing what they want to do. Yeah. So, that is... Yeah, again, this is on a whole different extreme. Obviously, parents care about you, but this mm-hmm. is, like, very yeah. toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, your parents live center around yours. Mm-hmm. Your parents don't encourage you to follow your dreams and may impose their ideas about what you should be doing. Yes. And you should try oh, you try to avoid conflicts and don't know how to say no. Yeah, again, people-pleasing. Yeah, and not wanting to, like, make someone upset mm-hmm. because something that you want to do. Yes, yeah. So all that stuff, that's just kind of like signs. Like we said, if you experience one or all or some of these to an extreme, then Mm -hmm. you probably experience enmeshment in your family. Um, So we kind of talked about cultural roots and how it plays into enmeshment. And the idea of preserving your cultural roots while allowing space for personal growth can be such a struggle. And I don't really know if a lot of our parents knew how to kind of bridge that gap. Um, And that's kind of that something that we might have to do. And that's why we start to talk about it now. Um, I was talking to a friend whose parents immigrated and they often felt like their life decisions were influenced by their family's expectations. Kind Mm -hmm. of like they were living out their parents' dreams instead of their own. Like you brought that up even career-wise. Yeah. I think a lot of parents, if they didn't have the opportunity to do things, they put it on their kids. Mm -hmm. And that's not even on immigrant families or not, but I think definitely the immigrant community because they didn't have the same, like, opportunities in Mm -hmm. Romania. Yes. It's like, oh, I brought you here to America and you Mm -hmm. have the freedom to do this. And And I'm working so hard for you to have these opportunities. And Like, I paid for your school Mm -hmm. and this is how you repay me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm having flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think about it. I'm like, technically, I was a teenager like 10 years ago, but especially when you're at that age, these issues are so much bigger because this is like your whole life Mm -hmm. i remember like it would just keep me up at night and this was like something constant on my mind so now i'm like thank god Mm -hmm. i don't have to deal with that anymore imagine how much anxiety that leads to in teenagers that people don't talk about i didn't realize i was anxious about Mm -hmm. these things until i went to therapy Mm -hmm. and i kept saying the words like oh i just feel bad or i feel guilty or Mm -hmm. i can't do this and she's like why not i'm like Mm -hmm. oh because then he'll be upset and she was like that's (laughs) That's on them yeah. if they're going to be upset. Yeah, you can't control their reactions, only your own actions. Yeah, which that was like a hard thing to... Hard pill to swallow. But it's definitely, I think, a time when you're like kind of leveling up in adulthood. <laughs> when you learn that, you're like, oh, shoot, now I'm an adult. Like, now I have to deal with that. It's also hard when... I know I brought this up before. My sisters got married at a younger age. Mm-hmm. So they were out of the house quicker. Mm-hmm. I was an adult living at home technically i was like up until i was 25 mm-hmm. so from like the year like 20 to 25 for those five years that was really tough because i had my career going i felt independent 
but also like trapped at home and Stuck still between two different. Yeah, and it was such a weird dynamic. And mm-hmm. I know moving out is mm-hmm. like a cuss word. Yeah, <laughs> especially as a girl. If especially you're not as married. a girl. Yeah. And I can see both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remembered being in that like cycle of just like being a young adult, but still being with your parents and like having that boundary was so tough. And it's like, how does that look like in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. For me, that I, I I couldn't make that distinction until I I got married and I was on my own. Really? And I think that physical separation kind of like was the light bulb that was like okay now i'm on my own yeah that's interesting yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone has their own time i feel like of when they process that mm-hmm. um because i talked to my sisters and they're like oh well we were young when we got married and i still felt like i had to always be home and this yeah. and this and i was like oh once i got married i was like Freedom. yeah <laughs> like and every situation's different too because not every parent's the same for example like for me once I had kids, it was like another chapter that I went through with my mom. Not so much my dad, because I guess he's a male, like a guy. But mm-hmm. my mom, like, so infatuated with my kids. Obviously, she's a grandma. She loves the grandkids so much. And then again, it was like, okay, like, we have to implement these boundaries. And so it's always constantly learning and growing together, I think, in the relationship. That's really important. Yeah, I kind of want to bring up, I don't personally deal with this but i know there are families in immigrant communities when they get married they deal with like the in-laws being that family dynamic Mm -hmm. of like not once you get married like this is your family now Mm -hmm. so it's like i feel like it's tough when you come from a healthy family Mm -hmm. and then the person you marry their family becomes very not controlling but Mm -hmm. kind of very enmeshed and like now you're married to my daughter. You have to do all these things because <laughs> we're no. a family. Are you talking about Phineas? <laughs> oh, was, no. I actually don't know his upbringing. <laughs> that was my husband's, for sure, my husband's experience because his family lives oh. in Germany. Oh, and his okay. parents, they're younger than my parents. They're they're a little bit different in terms of, I think they were very hands-on when the kids were little. And the older they got, they kind of started being a little bit more, letting the kids be more independent. Mm-hmm. So now as adults, it's more like, okay... I'm here when you need me. It's not, you know, but with me, like I said, I'm my mom's only daughter. So mm-hmm. I'm really her only object of affection. So <laughs> yeah. that was difficult for sure for him too. But I think that communication and it only, like I said, it made his relationship with my mom better, mine. So that's, I think, the most important thing. Yeah, that's good. That's a healthy way to go about that. So also like just to kind of dive into the psychological aspect of it a little bit. Um I thought it was really interesting cuz while we were both writing notes on this topic, I realized that I'm currently learning about this exact theory and it's a theory that was created by a super renowned American psychologist Murray Bowen. Um he basically coined the theory emotional fusion, which is another word for enmeshment, and it basically just means that a family member's emotional boundaries are blurred and thoughts and feelings tend to become mutually shared and that's kind of what you touched on when you said that your therapist talked about how everybody needs to have the same thought and mm-hmm. i think it's called groupthink. yeah um how everybody's feel the same um so actually bowen believes that fusion can occur when parents over identify with their children and they share their emotional experiences and emotions and then a lot of times fusion can also happen when a child anxiously responds to a parent's emotional cues and starts to adjust their behaviors and thoughts and feelings to keep the parent emotionally regulated so in other words it's like you're putting your child through something that's like way above their pay grade like they're too little (laughs) to to deal with those kinds of emotions yeah it's like a big responsibility that's not theirs to carry. Yes. 
Well, it's like a tightrope between honoring the unity of the family and giving everyone room to breathe and grow as individuals. Yes. So how can immigrant families find that balance? So I think like we touched on, first and foremost, open communication is key. Whatever that may look like, open communication, if it's just asking your parent one question and opening the door to this discussion, um, I think that families need to have space where they can voice their thoughts and concerns without the fear of disappointing or alienating their like loved ones. And sometimes it, you might disappoint, but you might disappoint the first and the second and the third time. I know that's how it was for me. And then the fourth time, it's like, okay, I respect my daughter. I respect her boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think it shows when you keep bringing up the same concerns, like, okay, this is actually bothering her. We should probably take this more serious. Cause I feel like, yes, parents dismiss a lot of things stand your ground yeah for sure stand your ground with things that are important to you if if your relationship with your parent is important then you need to stand your ground because like we said it only leads to healthier relationships in the end yeah when i would bring up these conversations to my dad he'd always be like why does this have to be so difficult why are you asking all these questions and i was like if i didn't care i literally would not ask you but like i'm actually bringing up these concerns Mm -hmm. i'm super anxious even talking about this Mm -hmm. with you like Mm -hmm. i mentally prepared myself for months to even bring up this like one sentence that Mm -hmm. like clearly it means a lot and this is why i'm bringing it up to you and i think with that i don't think i would have gotten there without the help of therapy i Mm -hmm. feel like with therapy it helped me kind of just reassure like okay these are my thoughts and Mm -hmm. I feel this way because of this. Mm -hmm. And it kind of gave me the confidence to know and like to stand my ground because Mm -hmm. I feel like before I would bring up something to my dad and he would ask me a question and I would just be like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Brush it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would never bring it up again. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm like, you'd be scared or anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Or I was just like, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about or like, Mm -hmm. so it reassured you more. It reassured me more and it Mm -hmm. made me, I'm a very logical person. So once I knew why I was feeling the way I was and there was actually background info and that's why I loved when she was like oh this is enmeshment i'm like Mm -hmm. i knew there was a word for like how i'm feeling Mm -hmm. it made me feel more confident um i know i talked about this on like another episode of therapy in the beginning my parents were like why are you going to therapy Mm -hmm. and i kept going and i feel like my parents saw the goodness and like the fruit it brought Mm -hmm. that they also started respecting me and they're like okay you're doing this to better yourself you're not just doing this to I don't know why they thought I would yeah. do this to like, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, <laughs> in I love way. that. I love, I, I like so much what you said about how you asking the questions meant that you cared, that you wanted better, that you wanted to have like such a good relationship with your dad. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. We don't do this to harm our mm-hmm. parents or anybody else. We don't set boundaries, but we do it for the good of the relationship and also for our own mental health Mm -hmm. because you cannot live life like that like in that type of and it's too toxic to be so enmeshed especially like you said when you get married and you have a spouse you need to learn how to differentiate and set up those boundaries i think yeah i also think it's hard for parents to understand that because i see how their parents were and it's like they're such a close family as in like everyone's always around each other 100 percent. but the older i got i don't know if there's a word for this maybe you know but like just because you see someone every single day and you're close doesn't mean you're actually close with them Mm -hmm. and that was like a weird thing to me and Mm -hmm. that was like how they viewed if you were close to them or not and i was like that physically yeah like just because you're physically always seeing someone doesn't mean you're close to them right and then they would like disown you if you were never Mm -hmm. coming around so i feel like that was always an interesting thing to see yeah 
But I don't know if that was just, like, the older generation of, like, this is how we show each other we care for each yes. other. I think that plays, I just had, like, a light bulb moment. I think that plays so much into how they were a lot of our parents' generation in Romania. They lived with their parents. Mm-hmm. So here in America, it's not so, not really socially acceptable for you to live with your parents. Like, your parents more go in homes when they're older. But in Romania, I think that you that was just a given you got married your parents lived with you you took care of them until they passed away it's like generational housing yeah and they were like like you said physically under the same roof so for them it's like what do you mean you won't even pick up the phone like to answer you know so just that kind of mindset shift it's a cultural thing like here you know it's hard for them to understand we're living here in an american culture as much as we want to keep our you know, cultural roots and we try and we do, there's certain things that you just can't get around. I know. And I also think just because you guys did that back then doesn't mean it technically was a good thing. Yes. <laughs> that was the yeah. norm. And that probably led to a lot of marital strife and a lot of issues, you know, between husband and wife. I don't know. I, I love my parents and I love my husband's parents, but I don't know if I could live <laughs> my whole life under the same roof. Yeah. I think so, physical boundaries is healthy for yes. both parties. Yeah. And it's also just really important to remember that change takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's a collective effort. I take one step. My parent might take one step. And that way we get to kind of a common ground. It's a journey that's worth taking. Like mm-hmm. I said, when I first got married, eight years, almost eight years ago, such a different relationship than I have now with my mom. Like night and day. I I don't think I would have thought that I would have such a good relationship you feel relieved yes relieved and just like truly truly have a good close relationship and i'm so happy because doesn't everybody kind of want that to have that kind of a good relationship with their parents well for sure especially when you get older and you have grandkids yeah um it's funny because when i was still living at home my older sisters that were married were like trust me i don't know why once you just get married Mm -hmm. it becomes so much easier and they would always say like once you get married you're not gonna have issues like this Mm -hmm. and i don't think it's the marriage part that changes you i think Mm -hmm. it's literally you physically removing yourself yeah Yeah. like being away for a little Mm -hmm. i think that's what like shows that boundary line and maybe getting Mm -hmm. married just because it shows that you're like in a different family now Mm -hmm. but it just sucks when you're in the midst like if you're listening and you're like not even dating someone (laughs) and like i well i know a lot of girls like i just can't get like i can't wait to get married to get out the house and i'm like no Mm -hmm. like don't marry to get out the house that's dangerous you're just causing a whole other (laughs) set of problems so i remembered it was like hard to not have that thinking and just being like no like when i get married it's gonna be the right timing i'm not gonna force it so i remember that was a thing that everyone would always be like oh i just can't wait to get married so i can get out the house i'm like don't get married just Mm -hmm. to get out the house Mm -hmm. it definitely helps once you get married and like you have those boundaries Mm -hmm. but i remembered like how you said yours was eight years ago mine was only a few years ago but i'm like Mm -hmm. Thank God where I'm at now. I, I never thought I would mm-hmm. have like peace of mind and clarity. Yeah, and so there's that hope feeling too. independence. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely hope, but I think it does start with setting boundaries. I think yeah. we're similar. We didn't just mm-hmm. like ride the motions and let yeah whatever happened to we us. Are. We like <laughs> we, we stood firm that. and we're like, no, this is how I want my life to look yeah. like. So now let's kind of get to the good stuff and let's talk about tips for untangling the enmeshment that we may experience in our immigrant families. Yeah, tip number one, start the conversation. Create an environment where each family member can express their individual desires and dreams without judgment. Yes. Like, trying not to laugh because I'm picturing my family do this. <laughs> like, I know it's tough. Like, yeah. this tip sounds so easy, but yeah. it's 
it's hard getting there. Yeah. Um, tip number two, educate yourself and your family about the concept of enmeshment. Sometimes understanding where these feelings come from can make them easier to address. And like you said, pinpointing like the actual term and the word helped you to kind of feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is something real that I'm experiencing. Yeah. And other people experience it too. It's mm-hmm. you're not alone in this. It's right. There's thousands of families that deal mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, tip number three, encourage independence. It's also important to honor your culture heritage, but also allow space for personal growth and exploration. 100%. Tip number four, seek professional help. Therapists experience in family dynamics can provide guidance on establishing healthier boundaries and improving communication. Yes. Which I'm all for. Yes. Um, I remember once you create boundaries, my therapist was like, do you feel better? And I was like, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And she's like, not that it was a negative thing. She's like, well, your situation didn't change. It was literally your mindset that wow, changed. That's huge. And that was kind of cool though. Cause I was like, that is I true. I'm literally in the same like circumstance, mm-hmm. but how I think about things and it protected me, I didn't feel like anxious and overwhelmed anymore. So I that's, love that. Yeah. You know why I love therapy now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it helped me so much. Um, and then finally, the last tip is be patient untangling enmeshment is a process that takes time don't rush it and every small step comes yes like we said i take one step my parent might take one step and you meet in the middle mm-hmm. so there you have it guys we hope that these tips serve as guideposts for those of you that are navigating the super complex tapestry that is enmeshment and immigrant families once again don't feel like you're alone we've dealt with it mm-hmm. and we just wanted to kind of have this episode as education to kind of tell you guys that it's real and to not feel crazy about it. Remember each thread in the fabric of your family is so unique and it deserves its own space to shine. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, Until next time, keep weaving connections while embracing the beauty of your own individuality. 